what do you turn to for advice? Sometimes your best friend's brother's cousin's aunt just isn't good enough. What then? Ask Sarah. In the same tradition of Dear Abby, Sarah is a gently blunt, practical, and wise advisor who brings with her a wealth of personal and professional knowledge coupled with gentle humor. Sarah offers inspiration and advice to help you live more fully and powerfully in your own life. Tune in every day to connect with the information and ideas you need to hear. Well, hello and welcome to today's edition of Sarah Says. I am trying something new today. Not only are we recording to Blog Talk Radio, but I'm doing Facebook Live. Good morning. Uh, I'm going to be talking about toxic relationships today, and this is what I want you to think about and work on this morning. I want to talk about, first of all, we're talking about toxic relationships in terms of the non-homicidal sociopaths, the moody folks, the narcissists. I have a list, actually, there you can see it, of about 40 different types of toxic people. I've developed this list over the last 10 years of working with uh, folks on behavior and communication. So if you'd like it, you're welcome to let me know. Send me your email address or message me that, and I will be delighted to give that to you. I want to start off, and again, these daily briefs are are short little shows, stuff I want you to think about uh, during the day and work on each thing. Each day is a different thing that you've told me that you want me to talk about. So First thing about toxic relationships is why do we let these people into our lives? Well, I've got a few reasons. And again, this is uh, built over time and time of talking to people about behavior and what are we thinking when we act like that shit crazy folks? What are, what's going on between our ears? So here's the first few things. First of all, we think that we can love people enough that we can fix them, that I can show you what a healthy relationship is. And, you know, wouldn't that be nice if it worked like that? But no. Typically, when we get in into toxic relationships, we're drugged down the rabbit hole of insanity and it it just does not work out. You can't love someone to healthy You can love people and show them what healthy relationships are like, but by and large, toxic relationships are not built on uh, one. uh, Toxic relationships do not survive because you love someone enough. And then what ends up happening is you begin to get drugged down the rabbit hole of you're not right. There's not anything right with you. And so we also have family examples. Uh, many of us grew up in uh, what we call not so fun, dysfunctional families, and we're taught that these toxic relationships are normal. And I want to encourage you to step away for a moment from any of the relationships that you've built that are toxic and just look at are these people that you're engaging with fountains or drains? I think that's the best way to make a value judgment on whether or not you're in a toxic relationship. Do you feel as if when you're with this person that you're lifted up, that you're encouraged? And I'm not saying that you never spend any time with toxic people, but what I'm saying is we let those folks into the inner circle. We let those folks into the area in which we are most vulnerable. And then what ends up happening is we become like they are sad but true so the other thing is are you addicted to helping Mm, that one usually hits a nerve are you uh, the puppy rescuer the stray puppy rescuer are you the missionary in your life and I want to encourage you to not base your worth on 
how many toxic people you surround yourself with thinking that you're going to influence them because as we were taught as children, you know, uh, the people with whom you spend the most time are the people with uh, that you end up being like. And so if you're addicted to helping, uh, I want to point out something that may be a little painful to you. Normally we, we, let toxic people into our life because they feel a need that we have. And if you feel like you want someone to help you, you might spend an inordinate amount of time trying to help other people. And so I want you to recognize when you let toxic people into your life, are you feeling a need that you have? Are you finding that when you spend that kind of time with those other people, it really isn't as much for them as it is to create value that you matter. And I, Again, you're going to get dragged down the rabbit hole. It is inevitable. I also want to um, point out that, again, I'm not saying that we don't help toxic people. But what I'm saying is we let them into the inner circle. I want you to, to begin to value yourself enough that you protect the inner circle, that the people who have access to your heart and your mind, uh, that those are the people with whom you – I'm not saying that – I'm a little batshit crazy, but I'd like to be in some people's inner circle because I bring value and I, I try to, to help. But I'm, I'm saying that the, the folks who never add value to your life should not be in the inner circle. So uh, that's a little bit about why we let them in. I want you to talk uh, – I want you to think about for a moment the damage that toxic people have on you. Again, I mentioned fountains or drains. Uh, you'll find that a toxic person takes more from you than they give. And, you know, for some reason in, in the, the, the socialization that we receive to be nice, we seem to think that we don't ever need to get anything out of a relationship. And I don't think anything could be farther from the truth. I think that in good relationships, we get as much as we give. And so if you find that you're pouring your heart and your soul, your mind, your checkbook uh, out on people and you get nothing in return, you are engaged in a toxic relationship. It is. And uh, so I want to say to you, what's the damage? First of all, there's the damage to your, uh, your psyche, as it were, uh, that every day uh, a toxic relationship chips away at your self-worth chips away at your self-esteem, chips away at your ability to, to love well. I think we're put here to love well, to live passionate and full and um, very free lives. And when we are in toxic relationships, that doesn't happen because people try and control us. And uh, are you able uh, to identify toxic relationships that separate you from your friends and family? I think that's one of the first things that people do. Uh, in a toxic relationship is that they want to separate you. And, you know, I see you folks. I want to say hey to Nina de los Santos, who kicked all the people out of her life, the toxic people. Good for you. And that's painful when we, and I'm going to talk about that, when we kick them out, it hurts. And a lot of times you'll find that as you become more healthy, people will say, oh, you think you're better than me? Well, maybe I am growing and you are not. Um Hello to Travis Hamilton and Crystal. I hate that you lost your job this morning because you refused to continue being paired with a toxic person, but boom to you. Sometimes we have to pay a big price. I have a, a dear friend who had to 
cut two toxic people out of her life at the same time, and that's painful. Uh, so the damage they do, they separate us from friends or family. They keep us from our goals. They keep us from our dreams. You know, if you're with someone that doesn't encourage you to live your best life, you might be in a toxic relationship. Now, I would say to you, just because you don't like somebody doesn't make it fair for you to say they're toxic. Just because you're mad at someone doesn't mean it's okay to say they're toxic. And as Elsie Fister points out, we're all toxic to somebody. I think that whether we are toxic, uh, I think that we will always seem toxic to someone. Um, and it can be chemistry. It can be many things. We're like puzzle pieces in the world. It's a tapestry. I don't think we're all for everyone else. Um, uh, so the other thing is I want to talk about the damage that toxic people do real quick is they keep us from living our best life, but they also hurt our reputation. I would say to you to be careful with whom you let into the inner circle. Again, I'm not saying that you don't ever help anybody, um, but I am saying that you begin to isolate and identify who in your life is a fountain and who is a drain. I don't know any other way to make it more simple. Who's a fountain and who's a drain? Who's helping you move forward? Who holds you back? Who criticizes you when you're trying to make yourself better? Who doesn't encourage you to go to the gym? Who doesn't encourage you to study or to sleep? Or I mean, who's, who's taking away more from you than they're giving? Those are toxic relationships. I also want to say, sometimes it's your damn family. Well, you know, I don't like family shaming, that you have to hang out with your family. Uh, you know, um, Lauren Elmore, love you. Thank you for sharing that video. Uh, I want to go back to the family shaming thing. Do not ever let anybody shame you that you have to spend time with your family if they're toxic. That is bullshit. Sometimes you can love your family and keep them at a distance. It doesn't mean you don't love them because they're your blood, but it also doesn't mean because people are your blood that you have to spend time with them. Toxic, toxicity will, um, it will tear you up, and it doesn't matter where it comes from. And if you're in a toxic relationship, particularly with our family, I think that you need to be able to walk away and don't let anybody shame you for that because it's just not right. And yes, Angela, you are a fountain. And good morning, Carolyn and Julie. It's good to see you all here. So real quick, I love this list. I've spent so many years building this list. I'm going to just run through some of these toxic people. And I want you to think about today. Look around. Are any of these people in your life? And how are you going to just back away? Because I'm going to talk about how to get away from them. When I say eliminate them, folks, I'm not. I had somebody ask me if I'm talking about hiring a hitman. No, I'm not talking about hiring hit people. I'm not talking about physical damage at all. I'm talking about eliminating them, excising them, and the nauseous possible why. So you either ha you have a volcano. Good morning, Stephanie. Uh, so do you have a volcano in your life? These are the Jekyll and Hyde folks. These are the moody ones. You never know how they're going to be. Uh, okay, lots of conversations about the non-homicidal sociopath. And I think I'm going to have a show, a whole show about that, uh, coupled with narcissists. But the non-homicidal sociopaths are emotional vampires. They're incapable of having empathy, and they will leave the proverbial trail of bodies behind them. They're going to do whatever they have to do to get what they want. And 
honestly, you need to not take it personally. They're just out for themselves. And sometimes they don't know better, but it doesn't mean it's okay to have them in your inner circle. The drama queen, the emotional wreck, uh, the cynic. This is your bitchy friend, the pessimist. They're the dream killer, the joy sucker. They hate life. And uh, the blamer, the social climber, the uh, dreamer. All right, this is one of my favorite, is the visionary. You're going to find you have people in your life who say they're visionaries. Uh, These are the ones who make tons of plans, and they never follow through with anything. And you're always stuck with the plan. And uh, the booty caller, we know we have those folks, and uh, they're the love predator. These are the folks who just want you for the physicalness, which is one thing if that's what you're in it for. I am, I am all about, you know, the passion that's available to us in life. But I'm also saying that if, if that's not a conscious decision on your part, you uh, have a toxic relationship with somebody. The, uh, the helper. These are the people who think you are like brain dead and they want to help you and they're going to help you whether you like it or not. And then the manipulator, the bullies. If you want this list, I'm just saying, let me know, uh, message me, PM me your um, mailing address and I'll send it. And I don't have a mailing list. So you guys aren't going to get stuck on some email list. All right. I'm going to shut this thing down real quick with how do you break away? How do you get out of these toxic relationships? Let me just say, we're socialized to be nice. That means, um, Carolyn real quick asked if this is a mental illness. Um, I think toxic things in some cases are, but you know what I think? I think people aren't taught how to behave correctly. I, I just think we're not taught how to be decent human beings. We might have been in a, another culture, but I don't think that we are. I don't think we're taught how to be healthy. Um, we live in a batshit crazy world. And I think that we have to decide that we're going to be healthy. And that requires effort and energy on our part. You can't go through life having a good life without exerting effort and energy. It just isn't. So how do you get away? Back to the socialization to be nice. We're socialized to be nice, and that leads to if someone emails you or calls you or wants you to do something with them and they're toxic, you feel this pressure that you have to do it. I have to go, oh, I've got to be nice. I've got to hang out with this person. I have to answer the email or the phone call. And sometimes you you can answer Uh, with just, no, but thank you for asking. We have this sense that we have to make excuses. And sometimes you can just say, no, I appreciate you asking, but I don't want to go there or do that thing. Being able to disengage by getting away from the be nice culture that we've been raised in is super, super uh, powerful. You will find that you, you gain quite a bit of power in your own life when you're able to just say, no, but thank you for asking. The second thing is, is that, uh, you don't take responsibility. Oh, I'm sorry, because that kind of hurts. But yesterday I talked on uh, the radio about the power that we have in our own lives. And I just don't think that you recognize how much power you have, that you have the power to, to control your own damn self. You can't control other people. And that's where you waste your energy is you think that you can change somebody else, but you can't. But you can choose for you. You can choose for you who do you spend your time, effort, and energy on. So the first thing is learn to walk away. The second thing is, is I want you to start thinking about what is it that you need that you're getting 
from having these toxic people in your life because it's a little naive on your part to not recognize that you're letting toxic people into your life because you need something. You're looking for something. You're looking for attention. You're looking for a, a need to feel needed. When you're the stray puppy rescuer, you're the knight or the lady in shining armor that, that, that makes you valuable. You need to be valuable separate and apart from what you do with toxic people. So, again, first walk away. Second, take responsibility. Be accountable for this in your own life. And third, start thinking about what is it that you are getting out of these relationships. I want you to today spend a little time thinking about the toxic. Look around. Who? What are some of these toxic relationships? You can't always control it. Yes, you may work with a toxic person, and that's a whole different radio show. Um, but the relationships that you choose to have. What are you getting out of that, and how are you going to begin to break away? Because when you begin to exert your personal power, you will find that you feel more satisfied, less frustrated, more powerful, more content. You have hope, and I'm telling you, hope is a fuel that uh, takes us to the next step. So, again, that's today's show. Today was an adventure. First time I did Facebook Live with Sarah Says Daily Brief, and I appreciate you all being here today, and I hope you have a great day.